sorry to throw you under the bus, Mom. <laughs> oh, but... man, my heart stopped for a second. Why are you going to throw me under the bus? Hello. Welcome back. Howdy, y'all. That happened. Okay, I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Richard. We are from Texas. You know <laughs> we that. We are, right? but I don't think I've ever said howdy y'all in my entire life. Never? You grew Not up in almost like Mansfield and Alvarado. That's true. But like, I... I, not like seriously, maybe like as a joke, but not legitimately as a greeting. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah, it's that, it, that didn't feel all By organic. the way, if you're listening from not Texas, not everyone has a country accent and not everyone says mm. howdy y'all. Yeah, well, where's cowboy hats or has horses or yeah, wears boots? Yeah, we live in the city. We don't mm. own any of that. We love the city. Mm. All the cities. Anywho, this is Marriage Takes Three. It is. So if it you're is. joining us for not the first time welcome back and if you're joining us for the first time hi welcome in general thanks for hanging out with us we're weird so uh -huh. buckle up yeah it's gonna be fun it is so today we're talking about as you can see in the title and the description and everything you probably saw which led you to watch this already because we like to tease it even though you already know what it is we're going to talk about getting help in mm -hmm. your marriage yeah. in your relationship um this is kind of well, I was, uh, when we were, we were going through this and i was doing notes and stuff i was like it's kind of a difficult topic uh i don't want to i want to venture deep into it a little bit but i don't want to venture too deep because we haven't been our marriage hasn't been like almost gone right or right. hanging on by a string so uh, i want to be sensitive to that and say yeah. if there's anyone listening or watching that that's where you are or you've been there mm -hmm. um by any means we don't want to put ourselves in positions or in places that we can't relate to or don't understand. Yeah. Uh, but the big part of what we try to do, uh, we, we really do, is we try to let um, the Holy Spirit lead us and we try to look at it from a biblical perspective and understanding of it, uh, while also um, pulling from our own experiences in it as well. So it's not mm -hmm. uh, just us or what we think or any, any of that. We wanna try to uh, have that be the primary source by any means. Is, Bible, what Jesus said, what uh, Christ has called us to be. But we have experienced this, right? This is a topic that we do have some experience in, even yeah. in our very short mm -hmm. stint. Um, we've, we've, we've kind of gone to that, but we do want to be, um, be sensitive uh, to what that looks like. And we got to be real. At the end of the day, we're two imper imperfect, mm -hmm. uh, sinful natured people living together. Um, and, and, and there's going to arise issues. There's going to be frustrations. There's yeah. going to be those imperfections and those flaws that come out. Uh, so those things are gonna happen. So, sorry to throw you under the bus, Mom. <laughs> oh, but... man, my heart stopped for a second. Why she gonna <laughs> throw me under the bus? I, I do sorry. feel bad. I love my mom very much, and she's, she's relationally, she's been through a lot. Um, and so I kinda got, you know, information, like, slash advice her advice more comes from having gone all the way through something and having certain regrets mm -hmm. and being able to kind of speak from that experience she's had three divorces and she's been married to my stepdad now for this year will be 20 years wow. that's crazy so awesome so believe it that when you hand something over to god because she said that this is the first marriage she ever prayed about before she got married mm. so let that be a testament it's not a perfect relationship no relationship is but when you give something to God, it, God can work in it. And so, but she she has said before, she's like, I could, somebody could view me as somebody who gives terrible advice because I've been through three divorces or maybe somebody could listen to me and think like, 
while she's been through three divorces, she must have learned a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and that's how I really view my mom. But one of the things I remember her telling me for long before we got married was um, that in her first marriage, it was always like these little things. She's like, you know, she would let a little thing go. Like she wouldn't address it. She wouldn't deal with it. And that's kind of been her thing is not taking things head on. And so she would just let little thing after little thing pass by and she would just, you know, throw it over her shoulder and not try not to think about it. And she's like, and then there was just one day I looked behind me and there was a mountain of little things. Mm -hmm. And, and so sometimes like issues can seem so small. It's like, why, why get help or address something if it's really not a big deal. But at the end of the day, if these little things can pile up and become a reason that you might want to leave a marriage, then they are a big deal. And, and I think it's better to get help sooner rather than later. So, yeah, it's, it's not bad. We got to think through the lens of, uh, you know, we are first followers of Christ before we're a husband or before we're a wife. Um, our authority uh, is under him. So through the good, through the bad, through everything, like he is, again, he's the author of life. He's the creator of the mar- of, of marriage. He's the uh, creator of us, right? Like individually mm-hmm. and our purpose and who we are. So we have to know that, um, you know, what we ask in his name, if it be his will, through and in and of our marriage, uh, he's going to come, he's going to come through for us, right? Like yeah. he's going to be that, but we have to give him that ability. We have to submit to him. We have to have that first. So when we go into this, we have to have that, that hat on and that lens. I mean, we should always have that hat and that lens on and everything. Our core scripture for today is in Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. It says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an amazing picture of, of, of who Christ is, what he did for us, that um, he was tempted. He walked in this in this earth. He knows what we go through. He understands mm-hmm. that from so many levels, um, not only being our creator, but also being tempted in you know as a man, um, what that looks like. And we are to come to him with mercy and grace, just as we're to give that to our spouse, right? Like yeah. we're to come to our spouse with mercy and grace. So what if your marriage has some trouble? What if you hit those obstacles, some things happen, maybe they're big things, maybe they're small things. Um, What are those things that, how should we handle that? Hmm. I think definitely, like we were just talking about being Christ-focused first, Mm. uh, we should pray. We should definitely Mm. be praying for our spouse, praying for our marriage, um, because God can restore things. God can heal things. So I think, yeah, definitely pray, pray and pray some more. Yeah. Never, you know, Paul called us never cease praying. Mm -hmm. And I've seen stories of marriages even ends up in divorce and just Mm -hmm. seeking him and praying and and not even necessarily praying for restoration always, right? That wasn't even always the case. It's more praying for myself. What do I need to do? What does that will look like for me? And I've seen these stories of marriages like 13 years, 15, 20 years later, they end up coming back together, restoring, getting married, uh, getting remarried and, and continuing and having the rest a beautiful of their life. Marriage, yeah. And having an amazing marriage, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, God has a plan for each of us and it doesn't look like what we want it to uh, all the time. Um, but at the end of the day, it is, it is better than it ever could be. So yeah, praying, right? 
um, not denying the pro there's a problem, right? Not kind of like she talked about, not letting those little things go, not denying there's a problem or thinking like, well, it's not a big deal or, you know, I'll let this slide or, you know, I don't feel like fighting right now. Um, I don't feel like bringing this up. Um, not denying it, you know, admit it. Uh, but I think the biggest thing we have to do, and I, I give this advice a lot, you know, as, as a leader at, at work and, and, and to, to friends, and I think it's, just, it's good across the board, is no matter what the issue is, right, I think we have to, and again, sensitive to topics, I'm not going to take it to the extreme, but I think we have to admit responsibility in these things, right? Because yeah. it could be 98% her fault, Right. But I could still have 2% responsibility in that. Like there still could have been somehow how I framed it up, how I brought it up, what I, you know, how I handled the situation. Mm -hmm. I still have to understand that not by like, um, just completely letting it go, but also just, I have to have that. So I think admitting it, understanding there is problem there. Um, mm -hmm. and then understanding what was my role in that whole situation, start the process of getting help. Right. Um, for us, I mean, if you are, you know, in a church, if you are a Christian, I would say a pastor or an elder, uh, in your church is someone to go to, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, don't, don't go to your, your friend who just, you know, got saved, you know, two months ago, right? Like, I don't think that's where you start. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they, I'm not saying you can't go, we can't have those people. But I think we need to go someone mm -hmm. who has a, who's an overseer mm -hmm. and who's going to walk you through biblically, who's going to really have, like, care for you and, and really want to see the best and be, just be honest with you at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think we have to, to that's where I would say we start. Um, if that, um, if non-biblical, I mean, I think you still can go to a pastor or an elder and have that conversation and let them, uh, talk to you. Um, if, if you're not a believer, right? Like I, you know, I've, I know many pastors who, who help people who aren't necessarily believers or they're not yeah. Christians. I think um, any good pastor would. <laughs> I, I hope. I think so too. If yes. a pastor's turning you away because you're not a believer, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So. so, I mean, that's where I, I would see. And I think. One of the questions, right, and and we haven't mentioned going to see a therapist or a psychologist, yeah. psychiatrist yet, because uh, one of the questions because I think you, you sh I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do uh, you should never? No, I'm just kidding. One of the questions is people ask, like, really, this is a question I've heard people ask: is is it is it biblical to go see a, a psychologist, a you know, a therapist, mm -hmm. a couples counselor? Is it a biblical thing? Am I am I you know? Is it me going outside of Christ now? Um, now I'm not putting my trust and my faith and and who I put my trust and faith that's in psychology. My... Yeah, that's the <laughs> the devil. Um, I and I could be wrong, and if anybody wants to correct me on this, and they have a different interpretation, um, I don't see it any grounds in in the Bible that this is unbiblical to right. go see a counselor. Um, now I think there's wisdom in what counselor you're seeing and what mm -hmm. they're telling you, right? I think there is wisdom. In that, um, I, I would say, again, if you're a believer, I would find a Christian counselor who's going to um, have a biblical standing, right, yeah. um, of that. I would say that. So I still think there's wisdom in that, but no, mm -hmm. I don't think there's any grounds um, that that's, yeah. that's unbiblical to, go to, to yeah. go to a counselor. Well, and I would say it also, it doesn't lessen your faith to go to a counselor. So I mean, some people might hold the perspective of, well, I'm not really trusting God if I have to go to somebody yeah. else. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. I mean, God also gave us wisdom. Go to the doctor if you're sick, please. Yeah, please don't be those people who don't do that. Yeah, please like, go to the doctor. People literally died thinking that God was just going to magically heal them. Yeah. And not that God can't heal, because he can. But sometimes he uses doctors. <laughs> so... 
go to the doctor. Yeah. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> kind of the same thing with therapists, though. It's like, you know, um, I think you kind of have to use, like you said, wisdom with that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, ultimately, no, it's, it's a perfectly um, good tool to utilize. Um, I think it, it's good to use wisdom because sometimes we need mediators we need somebody who's gonna be able to uh help us along with conversations that aren't easy to have um and so i just Hmm. yeah i think it can be extremely beneficial to be to see a counselor yeah and i don't think it's i don't think it's weak i don't think it's um Mm -hmm. you you admitting defeat or you know any of those things because again at this point i'm I'm hoping you've already admitted yeah we have a problem like there's something Mm -hmm. that needs to be fix or something we need to work on that we need to understand yeah. better again church leadership praying um seeing a counselor i think all those things are a mm-hmm. great start um, and to go ahead and encourage you because i know that some people don't they think that they have to be on the brink of a divorce to go see a counselor we were just a few months into our marriage and we talked about how man we really need post-marriage counseling more mm. than we need pre-marriage counseling why? Because you deal with so many more issues right after you get married. So it's like, don't think that it means, first of all, don't care what people think. Like, yeah. throw that out the window. Second of all, like, I mean, we weren't anywhere close to divorce when we started seeking help. It's just we had a breakdown in our communication. We were struggling. And we just needed a space to kind of work those things out because mm-hmm. we wanted to start off on the right foot. We didn't want to be several years down the road with broken communication and potentially broken hearts because if we never learned to work together, it could have been detrimental. And so the sooner the better. If something's broken down in your marriage, it it doesn't mean you have a bad marriage. It just means it's normal. (laughs) You might want to seek some counseling just to work on that. Yeah, it just means we're not perfect people, which surprise. If you're watching this and no one's ever told you you're not perfect, you're not. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your mother lied to you. How do we know when it's time to seek help? Like, what are those? And I think we all know when it's time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we just always push off when we actually get help. Yeah. Sometimes we do that even when we're sick. We're like trying to push it. Um, so what is that? How do I know when it's time to seek help? Yeah. So if you're asking yourself that, how do I know when it's time to seek help? Well, at that point, it's probably already time to seek help. It's like if if you're if you're thinking that there could be any reason you need help, like it's probably a good thing to go ahead and at least meet with your pastor or something, or like you said, an elder. It doesn't necessarily have to be some like paid counselor or therapist yeah. if it, you don't feel like it's there yet. But and hopefully won't get there. <laughs> but. You know, because like we had a mentorship at our church, yeah. so that was great. Um, so hopefully your church has something like that or or at least a pastor's willing to meet with you. So um, you don't have to be on the brink of divorce. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are on the brink of divorce, definitely go seek help. Um, don't just admit defeat because you would be amazed at what God can do. Like, obviously we can't speak from personal experience in that area. But we have seen so many beautiful testimonies of people who, like you even said, actually got divorced Mm -hmm. and God reconciled it 
and created a beautiful, wonderfully loving relationship. And you might think like, I can't even stand being in the same house as this person. Like, how is God going to turn this around? Well, he's God, so I think he can handle it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think is he's able to do what, like, I don't want to say it because that sounds like terrible theology. I was about to say he's able to do what you allow him to do. He can do far more than that. But you also have to play yes. a In this yeah. instance, you have to play a part. You have to be willing to allow God to change your heart, to change your spouse's heart. Um, but I think you mean like yeah. you still have to make that choice. And, and the to choices. To, yeah, yeah. there's still choices. Yes, we believe in free will. No, we're not Reformed or Calvinists. I'm sorry. It's yeah. a video for another day that we probably we're won't make on this the, channel. But. We're also in the, the crazy theologies that think that God that thinks that God can do anything without your permission. That's crazy. He can yeah. do anything. He's God. <laughs> Don't believe in that either. But yeah, you still have you still have to make the choice, right? It's still your yeah. choice on what you want to be. But he, yeah, he absolutely can redeem and restore it. And mm -hmm. he wants to really. I mean, he yeah. does. At the end of the day, like he, I mean, how amazing is that to restore that, to uplift it, to have two people who are who, who are one and, and unity. Um, yeah. Of course, that's what he wants. Um, that's what he created, right? I mean, mm -hmm. clearly you can see that. We've talked about marriage. That's what he created that to be. So why yeah. would he not want that in you? And he does want that in you because so i think there's other things that that we can do the first thing i think of <laughs> is just being in his presence being yeah. in the word um understanding what again what he we've talked about it last time we'll talk about it probably every time is is who he's called you to be who you are in him your identity in christ um, so i think it's being in that and again really understanding that love that he has for you that uh that he took on you know, your punishment that he took mm -hmm. on, the things that we deserve for us. And when we understand that from an individual level, um, the things in our marriage, not that they're not mm -hmm. important, not that they're not painful uh, at times, right? Not, not to, to d dismiss those, but ultimately in comparison, um, they really start melting down a little bit to say, man, that's, that's not really as big a deal anymore. And then when you understand the mercy and grace that you've been given, man, you want to give that so much yeah. more to your spouse. Yeah. You want to be able to uh, express that to them because you realize that uh, your, um, you know, your sin against God himself uh, and then what Christ did to take that mm -hmm. on for you so you can have salvation and you can have grace and you can have mercy and joy and peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think once you realize that. So yeah. being in his presence, being in the word, uh, big time as you're going through that process. Yeah. I do want to say, though, like, I, I've experienced this in my life where I, I I, have felt convicted over how I went about my relationship with Christ, where usually when I focused on Him the most was when I was at the worst points in my life. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to rest in Jesus. It was more of like a begging of like, fix this, God, fix mm -hmm. this, you know, and it's like, I have felt so convicted over that of just realizing that like I was more concerned with him fixing my situation versus just wanting to be with him. And so you're going to have to really address that with your marriage. Like if you are struggling, if you are having a tough marriage, don't go to God and just be like, fix my marriage, fix my marriage. You know, go to God to spend time with God. Let him mold your heart and mold who you are and give you your identity just make sure that like when you're when you're crying out to god that it's not about what he can fix but 
that he can grow your relationship with him. And because ultimately, if your relationship with him isn't where it needs to be, it doesn't matter what band-aid yeah. you throw on to any situation. Um, you know, he could fix everything and it will come crumbling down again if he's not the foundation of everything. So just just be sure to be seeking him more than anything else. Yeah, that's good. That is, that is important. Um, I think when we talked about there's a place for those people, our brothers and our sisters, there's a place for those people around them. We do need to surround ourselves by people who are mm-hmm. going to be walking through that with us, right? I think we need to be transparent and, and get people involved. Now, again, that comes with wisdom and that comes with each situation in, in your life and you know those people. Uh, we don't need the people who are going to tell us what we want to hear yeah. and who are going to be championing just to make us happy. Um, that's not the right people that we need in our life. We need the people who are going to uh, yes, encourage us, uh, but encourage us with truth and encourage yeah. us um, the way that, that we really need it, right? Even if it's telling us something tough, even if it's telling us um, a hard message, uh, but we need to surround ourselves. Surround yourself with those people um, that that are going to be that, right? And it's uh, to mm-hmm. you, again, that's, that's going to be different for each person, I think. And yeah. That. And I also think to be consistent. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. So definitely just be consistent on you know, seeking help, um, be consistent on your relationship with Christ, be consistent on, uh, your intentionality. Um, mm. just don't, that's a good, that's a key word. Yeah. I mean, I think with that, with being consistent, intentionality is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you really, marriages don't fix themselves. They just don't. I mean, it takes intentional effort. It takes being consistent with that effort. Uh, marriage is work if you signed up for it and you didn't realize that. And I think genuinely people have this idea that like, yeah, it's going to be work. And then they get into it and they're like, oh, they were serious. This is actual work. Like this does take ever. And of course the, the, the rewards of that are great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's worth the effort, but it definitely yeah. takes effort. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is worth it. Um, I think this is a big one. I think I think it is um, is to focus on your part, um, not being so worried. Even if it is mostly not your fault, <laughs> you are where you are. Again, I think we all have fault because um, we are imperfect people. But we need to focus on who we are and not be so focused on the other person changing or being yeah. what they need to be. Because then you then you get there and then you have it changed and then mm-hmm. you're the same person and maybe they change drastically. Guess what? There's still going to be friction. There's still going to be issues yeah. um, in there, right? So I think yeah. we have need to focus on on our part, focus on what we can control. Be yeah. praying for our significant other, praying for our spouse, praying for them, uh, and those things that they need help working on, right? Because it mm-hmm. is going to be a, a, a journey and it's going to be a change, um, and and hopefully they're doing the same for you as well. So, but we need to focus on us first and and ourselves and yeah. our what we control. Yeah. Praying is important, but also in that prayer, while you're waiting for your prayers to be answered, have patience Mm -hmm. because sometimes things just don't get fixed overnight. You know, problems don't usually happen overnight, so they're not going to get fixed overnight. And just, just trust God, like truly, you know, God is for us and God does not, um, he does not delight in divorce. And I do want to be sensitive with this because I'm not saying that God wants you to stay in a dangerous situation. Yeah. I think that's really important to to stress here. Um, if the help 
you need is to escape somebody who's abusing you that's totally different um so absolutely um yeah uh, that one's just heavy it's sorry it's just heavy um so definitely don't stay in an abusive relationship i don't want um people to think that the church advocates for that and if any church does advocate for that don't be a part of that church <laughs> because you don't need to be in that situation god doesn't want you to be in that situation but outside of yeah um, the biblical reasons to leave um just trust that God will take care of you and trust that God will take care of your marriage. Like give God the control and the opportunity to do a work. And I promise you, like he won't let you down. If you give him all of it, every little bit of it, all the little ugly hidden pieces of it, like he will, he will heal it. Like I just, I just truly believe that. Like he, he tells us to pray for our spouses. So just have patience in that. Yeah, and again, that's where that's where it goes, and you, you focus on yourself, right? Because again, you can't control what that other person's going to do. They mm -hmm. they may not submit that to him, right? They may want to control that, and they yeah. uh, may they might not want to change uh, at mm -hmm. the end of the day. But the healing that you're going to have uh, through that, um, even even through the pain, right? Even through all of that. And again, we do say a lot of that, knowing that again, there's sensitive areas to, mm -hmm. like she talked about, in an, an abusive marriage, you know, in a, a relationship or a marriage. Um, we understand those sensitivities to that. And, and again, that's where this isn't, that's where we kind of started off with. This isn't a, like a one size fits all type yeah. of thing, right? Every situation is different, but I do believe that there's, uh, we do need overseeing, we do need covering, we do need people that can be there for us. And m most of the marriages I think are, are us being stubborn and us being prideful and thinking we're weak, thinking we uh, don't, and it's not just men, it's women too. Um, that feel that way and, and think that we don't need to get help, that we can figure it out on our own or that we put all of our faith in God, which is fantastic. You should, right? All of your faith should be in God, but that we don't do anything else and we just, we just, we're just crossing our fingers with a hope and a prayer um, that he, like she brought up earlier, that he's just going to fix it. Um, and we're doing nothing else upon that. We're just kind of living life because um, eventually it's just going to cave uh, at some point when it's, because it's not, it's your will, right? It's on your, your doing. And so I think there's some beautiful things that can that can come out of this um these aren't uh, always easy times to go through but they're fruitful man I, it's mm -hmm. crazy to think it's almost been a year since we really started that journey a year ago of reaching out for help of being in this place where we feel like every day was just like is this going to be what our marriage is going to be yeah. like is it just going to be these these small little bickering these frustrations mm -hmm. and then it leads into you know the conversation we talked about in the um other video when we're talking about pornography of, of my situation and my um, sin and issues I've dealt with like leading into that and it's like man we're not even a year in and this is is this marriage like this yeah it's work but this is tough like this is already getting hard um, and and if you're in a new marriage and it is hard uh, don't be afraid to, to you don't have to wait until it's like rough or until things are really broken or the communication is like ceased mm -hmm. or one person's one foot out the door like do not yeah. wait until that moment yeah um, realize it now and seek that help but um it is important yeah it is important mm -hmm. um so there, there's a lot of things you can do um but i hope uh, that uh and not only i hope i, I believe god um, wants to see that and he desires uh, to see that and delight you brought up this is a great word delights uh to see your marriage uh, fruitful and restored and such a blessing not only to just you your family your children just people around you yeah. he can use that in ways you will never 
ever now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for walking through that with us because that one can be an interesting one for sure. It's bedtime. I've been up for almost 24 hours Yeah. Um, at this point now, and uh, I'm going to go sleep for three days. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. So we're so thankful. Subscribe, click, comment, like, All direct message, um, or, you know, just watch 10 seconds and go to the next video. That's, That's cool fine. too. Uh, <laughs> and if you did that, you didn't see this part. So, uh, but we, you know, love you guys. Yes. We will talk to you next time.